I'll do. Alright. Yeah. You good? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I mean, <clears throat> as you know, because we speak, I've, <laughs> I've been pretty pretty busy at work. Yes, you have. Um, but I did manage to um, find a, a small slither of time last weekend and I watched something on Netflix which I wanted to know A, whether you'd watched or B, if you haven't and I want to tell you about it Okay, what's that then? So it's a documentary about um, the Fire Festival No, I've heard a lot about it Right, A lot about it, but I've not actually watched it myself Okay so there's lots of things in it um which i i mean it's it's fairly well covered um i had absolutely no idea i never heard of it before watching um the documentary oh you didn't hear about it ah well i'd heard i'd heard about this festival that had been all kind of weird and then it had gone terribly wrong, and it was a big fucking kind of joke. See, I um, knew about it because of Jerul, because he was involved in the whole setup of it, and I have a, a vehement hate of Jerul <coughs> since the yeah, early well, 2000s. Plays, he plays quite a big part in in the, some of the parts of the documentary, right? Um, but obviously, like the, 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 for those people who are listening who have never heard of it. It was essentially a um, jar rule, and this kind of investor guy decided to put on a festival over in some kind of incredibly exotic island in the Bahamas, and promised all this shit, and then couldn't deliver, and all these people turned up, and it was an absolute disaster. Well, I, I'm fairly certain. I remember a story of a VIP lunch that was basically a slice of cheese. And like a bit of, I can't remember if it was like a, a bit of ham or something. It was, yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> funny because that in the documentary that that was that one of the guys is like, that's the moment we knew that we were fucked, <laughs> like when that picture got out. But the reason why I, you know I wanted to talk to, to you about it mm. was two reasons. One is because it has brought to my attention something. That I'd never heard of before. Okay. And wanted to talk to you about that. And the second thing is one of the most preposterous stories I've ever heard in my life. Right. Is in the documentary. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> what was being bandied around? Because when they launched the festival, essentially what they did is got loads of the sort of top models, Instagram models, hmm. chucked them all on a boat with loads of champagne and jar rule. <laughs> and that right. was the kind of promo that they sent out, essentially saying to people, hey, do you want to have this experience? Then buy a ticket to our festival. Right. Um, and they, all those kinds of people are being referred to as um, so what do they do for a living oh they're social influencers yes yeah yeah and I'd never heard of that term before 
and it, it infuriates me beyond <laughs> anything that I thought was possible because I just thought, what the fuck are you talking about? A social influencer, but getting paid. Some of them got paid like $250,000 to just post a post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And it just made me really sad. And as I was pondering this, one of the most ridiculous things happened. So there's a guy in the documentary who is a sort of expert and has been working in the field of putting on events and... Um, putting on, you know, big parties and festivals and stuff before. Yeah. And he's kind of commentating throughout the documentary, and you're kind of thinking, well, I haven't actually seen you any of the footage, so I don't know what you've got to do with it. And what he was was a kind of confidant for the main guy running (laughs) the festival. Okay. And the main guy running the festival, when he starts to realise that shit is hitting the fan, he calls this guy in. And... In the middle of the documentary, you get this, like, cutaway. So it's just like, you know, the sort of talking head things they do in documentaries. Mm. And um, he says, um, yeah, basically, um, we were trying to get some water delivered. And there was something like 250,000 bottles of water that were being held at customs because obviously the customs cottoned onto it and was like, fuck you, you're not having your water. <laughs> um, and dude who was running the festival says to this his sort of mentor, confidant, um, seeing as you're gay, do you mind doing a massive favour and going to the customs office and sucking the guy's dick? <laughs> and this dude, and this is he actually quote, asked him that, right? Yeah, and this is the quote, and the guy said, um, "Yes," and I got to his office fully prepared what? to suck his dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, this guy's just like, yeah. And I just thought to myself, hang on a minute, you're supposed to be this kind of like really experienced businessman who's just like, yeah, I'll suck a stick. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what cool, I'll suck the... a stick for 250,000 bottles of water. And it got me to thinking, what do you reckon the most that anyone has put up <laughs> as collateral against the dick suck? Because that's quite 50, an bottles of water. Blossom, I mean, it? Jesus, that's uh... even if if they're like you know a a pound or a dollar a bottle, that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That is an expensive blozer. I mean, wow, that's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, the guy's name is Andy King, and right. um, I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm going to show you a meme that a genius person has made I I hope I pray that you will appreciate this meme that I'm going to show you now ready <laughs> so listeners is a picture of this guy's face in front of the Evian mountains with the logo and it just says so good you'd suck dick for it I mean <laughs> Oh, the the guy looks really respectable. I mean, he doesn't look he, I know, he like is. he just That's dropped to his funny. knees at the hint of a yeah. business fuck-up. So, <laughs> do you 
Jesus. That's what's funny. Is he's like he's just a really nice guy, and, he's sort of, <laughs> and it comes from nowhere because he's talking quite kind of professionally and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, I went in there fully prepared to suck his dick." <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you Constantly whether or not he you did. You're just going to have to watch the documentary. Ah, oh, going to leave me on a cliffhanger. It's edging. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger <laughs> for you and for the listeners. <laughs> Two little ducks, twenty-two. <laughs> I'm feeling twenty-two. We are. So we love finding things that are not necessarily well known about and promoting it, bringing it to a broader uh, audience and allowing everyone to enjoy the wonders of the world. I have yeah. something that is fucking brilliant. I can't wait. Get out your Internet Explorer. Okay. Go to cameo.com. You're going to browse our talent and you're going to see... Oh my god. A list of famous humans. Now I say famous with parentheses. Because whether you think they're famous or not is purely down to you. But some of the names... Basically what this website is, is uh, you can ask a celebrity or a well-known individual of a certain nature to give you a personalised message. Uh, you can pay for like a shout-out, you can get them to say a script, etc. Now, what's, what's great about this website is, is that they found a host of humans that a lot of people may not know even exist. They don't know who they are. But to some people, they are wonderful. Like, one of my favourite listens, Tommy Tiny Lister. The absolutely ginormous psychopath guy who was in the Friday movies and things like that. Gilbert Gottfried. So I think I've I've seen two that I would straight away get a message from. Who? One would be Andy Dick. Yep. Because that would be absolutely amazing. Um, and the other one would probably be Ice Tea, I think. I mean, Ice Tea is is quite something. But what really surprised me as I was going through here is some of the names that appear that you don't expect. Because I'm going to be honest, and it's no disrespect to the people that are using this website. Obviously, everyone's got to make some money somehow. And if your actual existence is your employment then fair enough do something like this but you kind of expect people to appear on here who have fallen off of the the fame train shall we say a little mm. bit they're at the, they're at the, the back carts shall we say mm. but Sean Astin is on this list now if you don't know who Sean Astin is he is Frodo's boyfriend from Lord of the Rings <laughs> Frodo, uh, we should, I fucking hate Mr. Fr- Mr. Frodo. We should cook Mr. some Frodo, potatoes and roll oh, around in the mash a, together. Yeah, we'll just put your hand in my pocket, Mr. Frodo. Yeah, it's just a carrot. So, I mean, I, I mean, was really, what, really surprised. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What is funnier is seeing the prices. I know, oh my some God. of the prices are, are fantastic. Like, so, you're just like, really... Tom Felton, Drago Malfoy. Yep. 
Bam Margera, Pacific. reality TV star, $65. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley motherfucking Snipes, man. I think we should do a... Um, I think Flavor Flav's on here. I, I have actually had a conversation with Flavor Flav before, and it was one of the most ridiculous experiences of my entire life. $150. I think this is what I'm proposing. I mean, I feel like we're advertising think... for them here, but, I mean, this is just... Yeah, exactly. Brett the Hitman Hut, the WWF yeah. wrestler, $150. Sorry. <laughs> D. Snyder, the lead singer of Twisted Sister. <laughs> I, mean, I think what we should do is have a crowdfunder. Right. We set up a, a sort of GoFundMe thing for the sole purpose of paying for some of these people to do pro- cut promo messages for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I mean, imagine I... how good it would be to have, let's say, um, let's pick one at random. who have you found (laughs) Billy Dane star of the 1999 movie Titanic (laughs) imagine getting some of these kind of Melissa Joan Hart stop Gary fucking Boosie is on this list (laughs) I mean if that isn't someone that you want on on your just anywhere around you, then I don't know who Gary Boosie, man. Yeah, that would be amazing. So I reckon, yeah, I genuinely reckon we should set up a GoFundMe to pay some of these people to record a a promo message for the podcast. Yes, I mean, I I personally don't want to pay anyone shitloads of money though. I want to find a deal. So I think I okay. think that would be the purpose. I mean, I will tell you someone that's actually missing who I found cool. in my last search, who I thought you would lose your shit over, but I'm guessing a lot of people did. Uh, I don't know, he's temporarily unavailable at the moment, unfortunately, but he is still listed. Tommy Chong. Are you fucking serious? I am extremely serious. I love Tommy Chong. How much is he? Well, his... Price list is unavailable because he's he's put himself as temporarily unavailable. So uh, I'm guessing he featured on here, and just a fucking million people asked him to do shit. Because if if I remember rightly, it was thirty five dollars. Are you serious? I'm a hundred percent serious, and I was so tempted. Ah. I, I I didn't because I wanted to speak to you first. But I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on this list because all these have changed. Andy Dick wasn't there the last time I looked. Perez Hilton was, which is probably telling about how successful this is being for him. <laughs> and his is $27.27. I know. Is... Um, what does that even mean? Why would you do that? I have no idea. Okay, so so we'll, 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 put, we'll put a pin in the idea of the GoFundMe to pay. Then what we have to do on the Babelman is try and get the most preposterous celebrity to record a... Hi, I'm so and so. You're listening to the Babblement. Yeah, I don't know why. I know exactly who it's got to be. Who? 
Dave Benson Phillips. <gasps> I'm sure I can find his number, and I and pay, and I will pay out of my own money for him to record an introduction to the Babelman podcast. God damn. If you heard it here first. Stay tuned in for <laughs> listeners. I don't know Dave what the Benson, fuck is. star of the 1990s, <laughs> Dave Benson Phillips, live on the Babblement. Oh my for god. For somewhere between 15 to 45 seconds. <laughs> so, last episode oh that was close oh actually you just reminded me um i listened to episode 21 and i noticed that we both fucked it boys with last weeking i mean why where did that come from well it's because we are releasing content every week now ah of course of course we're getting confused i think we should just I'm pretty sure the listeners won't mind that we refer to it as a week now. Pretty so, used to it, I guess. Happens. It happens I mean, every week. It does. <laughs> so, fuck em. Um, So, last week's episode, episode 21... Well, no, because um, last week's is... episode was a babble rhythm episode. Oh, see, this is where the system falls down, doesn't mm. it? Okay, so the last babble month... That's babble better. rhythm. Yeah. The last... On the, on the last babble month... Um, we talked <laughs> and now about... the continuation of Babblement. <laughs> I love. About... I'm sorry, but I I love those guys that do the American announcing, like yeah. not the actual like presenter or anything like that. The voiceover guy, they're so good. Mm. Love them. Anyway, sorry, Karen. I once no 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 because I like that. I once had uh, an idea of writing a um, play about a. <laughs> Um, convention of voiceover guys. Oh my god! So the whole play is set in a in like a shitty convention room, and it's all these different um, it's all these different voiceover men and women who will go to this convention once a year. But of course, think about how preposterous <laughs> all the dialogue would be. It would be fantastic. You just have every character would have a preposterous Hi. voice. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a Barry oh, Scott. <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> hey, did you want to buy something really good? Because I've got the voice. It's like you don't have to. More sophisticated. Like, Paula, Paula, we, you don't. You're not working. We're just talking. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> I Stop trying to sell that. me tampons. But why? Why don't you reach in and contact me on the number below? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to know. This is real life, Paula. What are you doing? Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Love it. Um, but anyway, in episode 21, How It Be By Name, if you mm. haven't listened to it and you are currently listening to this, don't know why you're listening to it out of order. That's yeah, mental. that's very but strange. I mean, chronologically are, speaking. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to watch... I don't know. You're not going to start at this series of Game of Thrones, are you? You're not going to start of this series of well, if it's not your particular anything. You're not. Gonna, I mean, just stop. If you are listening to this and you haven't listened to episode twenty-one, just take a pause, go and listen to episode twenty-one, and then come back to this because this bit's not going to make sense. So we'll just give them. Should we give them like a second to go and do that? Okay, here's the second. Okay. That was the second. 
So that was it. That was the second. So the rest of you who are currently listening have already listened to last week. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about <clears throat> a superhero, a real life superhero, not just any superhero, <laughs> right? The pound shop or pound land Power Ranger. Some people on some of the streets. Now we started <laughs> off, I think, Lee, by sort of thinking that we were going to ridicule him, but then actually, as we read through the article, we got quite annoyed at the, 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 the lady who was writing the article, the yes, journalist. It, it was an awful level of journalism. It was just yeah, gutter. and the questions were shoddy. So. I made a promise that <clears throat> I was going to contact the White Knight. You did. And ask for an interview. Yes, and? And I did. And? And I got a reply. And? <laughs> it's not good news, mate. <sighs> because, literally, hmm. so... the day or two after we recorded the podcast... Yeah. He ended up on fucking This Morning. Ah, oh, what? Yeah, he ended up on This Morning. And I was just like, hang on a minute. I thought we'd uncovered this gem. And all of a sudden, everyone's talking about him. His followers go up by like 20,000. So he sends me... Well, clearly, <clears throat> clearly we had something to do with the sudden rise in his well, know, that's what, media presence. That's what I tried... To explain to him, right? You know, I, I sort of was one step away from saying, "Look, mate, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have been on this morning." Yeah, so, obviously they listened to the episode and also. So wind your neck in. Stop getting too big for those shoddy motorcycle boots and give us a fucking interview, mate. So what did he actually say? This. Right, I'll tell you. Go. On. I am now no longer accepting any more interviews, newspaper articles, phone chats, events, or meetups. The two events I have replied to about attending still stand. Unfortunately, we were not one of those. No. Please note that any future articles about me were done without my input and do not necessarily contain my views. Firstly... Thank you to all of the kind comments about my appearance on This Morning. Glad I have given hope to some people. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I have chosen to stop all further messages about interviews, etc., as there has been concern that I am just doing this for fame or a PR stunt. I have not contacted anyone for anything. All articles and my TV appearance were due to being contacted by them and I'm in no way affiliated with anyone. They just gave me a platform to talk on. Also, due to the high amount of media requests, all my time is being spent on that, which is completely cutting back the time I can spend helping the community and charities. All further messages for requests will be ignored. Thirdly, there has been multiple rumours over the last few days concerning my identity. Multiple people have messaged me saying people think it's them and are getting messages which is causing them stress, including one who had a panic attack. <laughs> All messages regarding my identity will be ignored and the person blocked. 
persistent messages causing stress to people, including messages messaging their families, will be passed to police for harassment. I thank <laughs> all the people who have supported me in this and look forward to the future. So we got an automated message, is what you're telling me. That's exactly what I'm telling you. We got an auto reply from the White Knight. Wow. But. Wow. I mean, he's still only got 726 followers. So how inundated was he? This morning, mate. Old Scofe, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, he's talking as if he's running for Congress or something. (laughs) Like, look, he's a busy man. He's got an interview with Hello... Next week, you know, he he's he's going to be on Reader's Digest Celebrity cover. Big Brother <laughs> in in morph suit twenty four seven to conceal his identity. What that response? <laughs> it, what that response kind of said to me was, or made me think: How many people are really trying to get to the bottom of his fucking identity? <laughs> How many people are pacing around their homes going, we just we need to find out who the white knight is? There, there's Fran, board, pin Fran, boards you, you, with maps you, and you remember lines. Gra- you remember Graham, <laughs> who you went to school with? Do you reckon it's him? Yeah, it could be. Right, let's send him harassing messages. I mean, what sort of harassment is it from saying, are you the white knight? I mean, I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps we're being naive, and obviously it's sad if people were harassed and that part is actually true hey, hey, think... I'm sorry hang on no not for me online bullying is a prickish move yes but there is a simple solution turn the fucking thing off <laughs> if someone's in your face giving you shit that's different that's something physical and that's something that you have to deal with I have no qualms about how much that can affect people but if some other bellend is at the end of the internet line, tip tap tip tap tip, writing bullshit about you. You have a choice. You can sit there and read it, or you can go. Do you know what? Off, and it's gone, and it doesn't mean a fucking thing. That's I mean, a positive life message from me. <laughs> I I agree with you. Don't let bullies get you down. No man, it's block them. Delete. Block. You could do that in real life. You could do it in internet land. Whatever. You're you don't need to pay attention to bullshit we don't need the white knight no. either <laughs> no, <laughs> not on the, I mean, not on the babblement the... he's obviously no. too big for the so, babblement so <laughs> yeah so oh here's a here's a message for you white knight fuck you yeah <laughs> fuck you for scorning the babblement we were 100 percent behind you we were going to give you a platform you, and you saw we us off for this morning yeah. bloody yeah. scove gordon the gopher fucking schofield Silver Fox. God, he's I mean, be- I he's a beautiful like man, though, isn't he? <laughs> I said it like an insult, but actually, you know. He, he's so well put together. And let me tell you this, White Knight. You will be the last person that chooses this morning over the babblement. I really hope so. <laughs> I'm coming for you, because you know what, Lee? You know what I've decided? What? I am going to be the White Knight's arch nemesis. <gasps> But you've just revealed your secret identity. Or have I? Ooh.
Don't be angry, don't be pissed. Just sit there and put it on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Who's first? I think I think you should go first. Um, is it my turn or is it your turn? I it's your remember. turn. I've decided it's your turn. So, okay. Um, my first entry to the hate list is the weather at the moment. It's cold. It is. And when you look on the weather to mm-hmm. tell you how cold it is, it tells you how cold it is. And you go, okay, it's seven degrees. It's fucking three degrees. But right now, it's seven degrees. But okay. it feels like four degrees. <laughs> It's not seven degrees, then, is it? How can it be? How temperatures? What? How can it be a sliding scale? It's seven degrees, but it feels like four degrees. <laughs> I hate that. What does that mean? So, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to prepare myself for the outside world? I've got nothing to go on. It's like make up your fucking mind. That's a new thing. Where's that come from? Yeah, but I'm a. They used to be, what do they used to call it? I think it was wind chill factor. It's 10 degrees yeah, but outside, used, but no, with no, the no, wind no, chill no. factor. Yeah but, yeah, but you still get the wind chill factor. On but top it, of the they, feels they, like. Yeah, so what is this weird feels like thing? So if it's 7 Who degrees, but it feels like 4, is it really 5? Is it 5? <laughs> is it 4 and a half? What is it? What is it? Definition. Give me some yeah. confirmation. Yeah. So that's my first one. Do you want my second one? Uh, no. I don't. You want to go your first? My turn. Go on then. Because I see your weather and I raise it. Animal fur and hair in general. Okay. I I don't mean while it's attached to the thing that it's come from. I mean after it's come off and you find it somehow wrapped around your toothbrush. Or clogged around your toes in a shower. Or etc. It, it's just ugh. I can't. I don't mind hair when it's on my head, but I really don't like them when they're on my eyeball. Yeah, I mean, does that happen a lot? I suppose with two cats, it must happen quite a lot. It happens far more often than I would like it to. So essentially, it's just kind of um, unwanted, unnecessary hair and fur debris. It's just like loose insulation everywhere. And there's no need for it. Yeah. Cat, cat's trying to help us out with the bills. It's it's funny though because we're, we're in my flat. We've got um, like oak flooring, and mm. I'll look down and just see this like big collection of like, like a, a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, it's like where the fuck is that come from? When you moved yesterday, and it's just it just appears. It's like. It's like Toy Story. They just move when I'm not in the fucking house. <laughs> I'm saying, what is happening? That yeah, that, I agree with you, man. That is annoying. Yeah, okay. So what you got? It's a competition now. You've got to try slip- and beat me with your next one. Well, my second one is slipper socks. <laughs> no, it's not. What am I talking about? That's a complete... I love slipper socks. I was going to say, like, they keep your feet toasty, though. I don't know why I said slipper socks. What I meant was trainer socks. 
trainer sock. The tiny oh. little like third sock. Yeah, not quite half a sock. I hate them. <laughs> not only because they they're too small and as I've said before, a man's ankle should never be on show. But <laughs> washing them, the, I, just, I find them everywhere. Yeah, they go when in as a pair and they come out multiplied. Honestly, my old housemate, he used to wear them. And every single time I ever did a washing, I put my washing in, I washed it, pulled it out, and there was a fucking trainer sock in there. Thinking, How did sock. that get in there? <laughs> I've got trainer socks and dust bunnies just with a mind of their own making their way around my fucking flat. <laughs> Creeping around, man. Oh, dear. Yeah, so it's So that's horrendous. my second one. Okay. You got a second? I do. Go on. Cling film dispensers. Why don't they work? You buy some cling film... <laughs> You think, ah, oh, I made a nice sandwich. I'm going to wrap up this sandwich with a bit of cling film. You think all I need is a square. You don't get a square. You get a fucked up no. isosceles triangle, because nothing decides to work properly. Like we should have mastered this you by know, now. How much you spend on your cling film, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, and I I don't buy the super duper cheap stuff because I try and get them all also, hefty serrated that made edge. Me sound, that made me sound like I was a cling film salesman. <laughs> How much are you currently spending on your cling film? Because if you'd like to take <laughs> a look at our office... Who provided you with your cling film? <laughs> Who is your cling film provider? <laughs> your cling film provider. Imagine you getting a phone because call I asking that. Because I happen to have... Uh... <laughs> Who does your tampons? Um, <laughs> no, the only reason why I ask is because, like, it's the same as... Um, it's the same as kitchen foil, like, cheap kitchen foil... It's, it's pointless. Pointless. It and is. The more you, I think. I think that's the answer. That if you buy expensive, I mean, I don't buy expensive cling film, but I would imagine if you buy the expensive stuff, it just kind of shifts off in one nice. Well, no, it could be any any brand of cling film can betray you. But mm. I have found there is such a thing as a guillotine dispenser for cling film. I think it's I'm pretty sure it has to do one, but it's like it's like five or six pound because I think they expect you to keep it and reuse it afterwards. But it's a proper guillotine. How fucking sad do I sound that I'm actually bothered by this? But it actually satisfied wait, me that you can guillotine for, cut it. Is it just for cling film? Well, yeah. But then so you're every paying time six you... pound for a cling film guillotine. Technically, I haven't bought one. <laughs> I haven't found one yet. We have to get on the internet. That sounds like one of those JML <laughs> guillotine dispenser. Like we just have like things where you, when you're younger, you're like the JML Wonder Broom. You kind of walk past it and go, oh, actually, that looks quite handy. Yeah, at first you just think when it's complete you, shit. It's that thing in it. You get to the age where you're like, when did I start thinking, oh, th- that would be handy. Oh look! look. There's there's there. shoes with brushes on the bottom of it, so I can clean the floor while I walk around. That's perfect. Oh, I think the the one that got me was the from it wasn't JML, but let's say it was PR4, the new 
pizza scissors. Oh, <laughs> what? What, what are you talking about? But what you do is, it's a pair of scissors with like a sleece of pizza, metal guillotine type thing. No, not guillotine, like sort of tray. And you, you instead of using a, ro- a pizza cutter roller, you chop with the scissors and it creates even sleeces. I'm so I'm so confused. <laughs> I mean Google it man. I've not I've not um Yeah, it's just instead of using a pizza cutter, you use a it's just essentially imagine a pair of scissors with like a metal pizza serving dish. Yeah, I see it. I see <laughs> well, it. No. it. That's mad. I mean a... And you you know you think oh, that would be quite handy, actually, because I'm, I get, you know, when I use the pizza, not that I eat pizza very often, but whenever I do, and you sort of trying to cut it, it's just a bit awkward, isn't it? It's it sort of, it. I think it pains back to something we spoke about before. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned some stupid inventions to me. Was one of them a car exhaust grill? Yeah, where you could put a burger. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, and that sort of thing, and like that, the fucking hair hat and the <laughs> avocado saver, air conditioning. Shit. Oh, yeah, I remember them. It's, uh, it's wait, up there. Can I just tell you something? Can I just what? tell you something? What? 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 In currently in my fridge, there is an avocado saver. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It's happened. We've 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 turned into the thing that we speak. We've about. become the things that we hate. <laughs> I just, for the record, it's not mine. I'm not going to name names as to who it is, but it's not mine. But it's funny actually because the one that I was unsure as to whether to just talk to you about or bring up as a hate list entry kind of relates to what you've just said. So I'm going to talk about it now if I'm allowed. Of course, I will allow it. But bonus hate. <laughs> Sainsbury's have or are introducing touch-free packaging for chicken in a bid to cater to people who hate touching raw meat. Right. So apparently a recent survey showed that handling raw meat caused high levels of anxiety for shoppers. As a result, they're introducing what are called doy packs, Sorry. plastic pouches. Sorry, yeah, D-O-Y that. D-O-Y doy packs. I don't know why it's doy. I can't see anything in the article which would explain to me what the significance of the doy is. Maybe it's a thing that we, that's what they're called that we don't know the name for. I don't know. Right. But it, the idea is it's basically a plastic pouch which makes it easy to decant the products into a pan without having to touch them. And that the Sainsbury's believes that more people are going to buy chicken because they don't have to, of you know, touch the chicken. It's fine. Fine. I mean, not fine, but let's say it's fine. Yeah. But the way in which the article is sort of sold 
is crazy because it says Sainsbury's launches touch-free packaging for millennials scared of handling raw meat. For millennials? It's like, okay, does the millennial thing... Is it just, is, is it just, it just like loads I mean, of millennials running around going, <laughs> I, I can't touch it. I mean, there's just old people walking in the room like, get out of the way, just gra- yeah. grabbing the chicken. Give it here, give it here, give it here. I'll wipe but that I've salmonella got... on my own face if I have to. <laughs> I've got, I think, a solution where you don't need this sort of touch-free um, packaging. Do you want just to hear eat. it? <laughs> Go on. Soap. <laughs> You're a genius. You should market it. Just wash your fucking hands like we all do. <laughs> I don't ever uh... pick up a piece of raw chicken, put it in a pan, and then from the transfer from packet to pan, accidentally get raw chicken squirted into my mouth. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't just put it in and then start licking my hands. I don't start rubbing my own eyes with my hands, salmonellaizing you know I mean? my my entire being. Yeah, I mean, how could you accident? I understand it. Like, there's a fear of being ill, and you know, you catch count salmonella from raw chicken, etc. But again, like, it's like, um, have you seen the soap dispenser that is automatic, so you don't have to touch it? It's like it takes out the the touching of the thing before you wash your hands. So it really doesn't matter. You're going to wash your hands. I don't understand. But I mean, it's you're, no. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right because you're going to wash your hands anyway. But I think it's the idea that oh, dirty. Don't be afraid of it. But I mean, if it works all the time, then it would be great. But how many people do you see stood at a sink in a in a toilet with one of those automatic soaps and just keep moving their hands underneath <laughs> and, and and under and back and under and back and yeah, under and back? Nothing and happens. And then you get the ones that are water, soap, and air all in the same one. Yeah, that does it in the cycle. And if you miss one, you've got to wait. Yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> but it's not even that. There's like it's like. It's like you've got to solve some kind of riddle to be able to figure out how the fuck to use one. It's a crystal maze thing. And they give you soap, and you go, oh, okay, fine, I'll use the soap first. So you kind of rub the soap into your hands, put your hands back, and they're blowing air on it. And you're thinking, hang on a minute, I don't want the soap crystallized into my skin. I need to wash it off. And then the water comes out on the other side, so you miss half the the stream. (laughs) It's a fucking nightmare. Nothing works, it's all shit, it's all on the hate list. Did you have a second one? (laughs) (laughs) So you know in the past... I know the past, When we talked about pointless inventions or jobs we didn't know we needed. Ah, yes. Good old... You know, and we haven't spoken about these things for a while... Um, but I have I have stumbled across a few things that I think you will absolutely love, which fit into those categories if you'll allow it. Oh, of course. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with um, inventions you didn't know you needed. The butter stick. 
It's what? just what it sounds like. <laughs> a glue stick made of butter instead of adhesive. So it's... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I need to explain it any more than that. I no mean, knives are needed. You just rub a stick of butter onto a piece of toast. So... I mean, does it come with an applicator? Is it like a a, a cheese? Uh, sorry, a butter gun? Is there a, is there a butter no, gun? No, no, Imagine a Brit stick. <laughs> oh, right. So it's sort of a twist thing. <laughs> of butter. Great. It's a Brit stick of butter. Um, <laughs> the second one is concealed barefoot shoes. If you've ever wanted to walk around barefoot without anyone knowing, then these bottomless shoes are perfect for you. <laughs> so they've just cut the sole off? Basically. No, no, no. It's like half a sole. So you just walk around <laughs> bare feet. But uh, 99% of the people who are around you, they won't notice. Because it looks like you're wearing bare shoes. Because I've got, I've got a noodle fan... For those impatient eaters that don't want to wait a minute before they dig into their noodles, this fan is one eye-catching solution. And it's basically a fan that you stick on a chopstick. I mean... You have... I know. I know. know. Uh, Um, I've got one which I'm going to save because I think it should be our second... um, our second merch um, along with the privacy scarf so I've got one more and then what I think is the best one that we have to get made Okay. Um, (laughs) so we have a um, solar powered cigarette a solar powered cigarette instead of using a lighter you use a magnifying glass to light your cigarette Fuck, that's a joke. Imagine how long that's you'd be just waiting. A, that's a joke. That can't be. No, it's not, man. It's not. Oh, come it's on. It's a device which has got a magnifying glass with a bracket with a magnifying glass. No one is using that. <laughs> but the um, the best one and what I absolutely think we should get made as <laughs> as the second piece of Babelman merch is... The two the two person sweatshirt. <laughs> so and the tagline is this might be a great idea for conjoined twins. Anybody <laughs> that is not actually anybody who's not actually physically connected to another person should intensely um, consider buying this product. It's uh, it's a sweatshirt <laughs> which is two, with two with two necks neck holes. So it's got two necks. Three arms. Three arms? Yeah, so... So what's that? One each side and then a central and then, conjoined and then a central arm. conjoined <laughs> arm that you both have to put to. So I'm suggesting quite strongly that we get some... Um, we get some <laughs> two-person babblement sweaters made. Privacy scarf, two-person sweaters. I mean, the shop is, is looking fantastic so far. Those are the two things that people will be able to buy. Um, so then jobs you didn't know you needed. Oh, God, um, yeah. found some amazing ones. Um, so the first one is odour judge. So when companies <laughs> make deodorants or soaps or shower gels, 
the test subjects that use those products then have to be judged by an odor judge. <laughs> and I've actually managed to dig a little deeper. So an odor judge performs odor tests to rate the effectiveness of hygiene products. Depending on what products are being studied, judges smell subjects' armpits, feet, breath, and rate their odors on a scale <laughs> from 1 to 10. During one odor tester's 15-year career, she sniffed approximately 5,600 feet. And then it's one of those moments with the best use of a word. She sniffed approximately 5,600 feet and an inter... Uh, and, and inter oh, I can't fucking say it. <laughs> an indeterminate number of armpits <laughs> for which she oh. won the Guinness World Record what? for most feet and armpits sniffed <laughs> oh, mean, that's, that's a great record to have that isn't it by definition so I'm going to rattle through <laughs> a couple of them this one's amazing professional mourner there is a company in oh. this country called Renter Mourner, which specializes oh. offering mourners for two hours. You can hire them for about 70 quid. What, to fill up during the yeah, eulogy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Now, I don't know about you, but when I die, I don't want anyone that I know. I just wanted to be full of professional mourners. <laughs> just me and a bunch of professional mourners. And I also want to try and find a, an opportunity to go and have an interview with a professional, a professional mourner. mourner. Oh, to but be it one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. I want to be a professional mourner. But it gets more interesting. Now, the title would suggest that it's perhaps a little bit more controversial than it actually is. But the, another job is professional foreigner. What? So what it is, is Chinese company pay men a thousand dollars a week to wear a business suit and go around shaking hands with Chinese businessmen what so it makes it look like if you're going to if you're Chinese and you are going to I don't know say you're going to invest some money with an investment banking business they hire what basically Westerners to just walk around in a suit and shake hands with um with Chinese business to make it look like they've got international yeah surprisingly genius <laughs> yeah I mean great I'll job a couple more chicken sexes so not what you think <laughs> no to determine the sex of a chicken and apparently more common in the UK and Japan can make up to sixty thousand dollars a year sixty grand for telling Profession cock's got a cock. <laughs> Prof Good. Professional line stander. Right, what are you talking about? So when a big launch of a product happens, think new iPhone, or a big event happens, think Black Friday, people get paid $1,000 a week to stand in line to make it look busier. What, not even to save a spot to someone, just to make it look busy? No, 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 no. To make it look busier. What? Yep. Okay, I did not know that was a thing. 
That is unbelievable. Neither did I, man. But the last one um, that I've got for you, yep. which I think we at Babel HQ should um, genuinely consider launching our own sub-business off of the podcast. <laughs> and that is the slightly creepy named Professional Cuddler. A professional cuddler. A professional cuddler charges up to $80 an hour to snuggle with strangers. Wow. But the thing is, Lee, Portland-based cuddler Samantha Hess says this work comes with its share of emotional burdens. Right. Wow. Doesn't go into any details as to what those emotional burdens are. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would really want to hug random people. I mean, that... Well, no, because, and here's the key thing, think about the kind of people that are paying. Yeah, for a hug. A I mean, hug. I kind of, in a way, I don't want this to sound really weird, but I think hugging a random person for a long time is slightly stranger than say if someone were to use a prostitute because you kind of understand why they're using the prostitute or jigger should it be the other way around but I don't understand why you would pay someone to hug I mean I don't know maybe if you're just really lonely you want some human contact yeah I mean, go get some friends. Go out and yeah, speak to people. It's not that easy. Not everyone has, you know, is as pithy and interesting as we are. Uh, this is true. That's a shame. I mean, at any given time in Babel HQ, I am pretty much with all of my friends. <laughs> Same. And I mean, there's only me and you in the fucking shed. Yeah. So... It's like a strong 50% of my friends are in the shed at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. But look, listeners, if you want, if you have any jobs that you, you know, we didn't know we needed, or any inventions that you think are utterly pointless, or anything of any kind, you can get in contact. with If you us. want to be our friends um, and put those percentages yeah, down a bit, if you want to increase our our collective friendship by fifty percent, yeah. then you can get in contact with us um, on Twitter and Instagram at Babbling Pod. Um, on Facebook, just search Babbling Podcast, and on email, it's babblingpod at gmail.com. Lovely. When someone does or says something and you think, did you really, did you really think that was going to work? The best example I can think of is I remember I was out um, in Portsmouth with uh, some friends and my friend Ollie, you know Ollie, he, he yeah. for a while moved into a house with three really, really lovely uh, ladies and, and the girls were st- walking along uh, next to the road and a guy drove past in his car and shouted out the window, bend over and show us your skinhead. Jesus. Now, firstly, skinhead. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? It's more, it's it's slightly more convoluted than show us your tits. Well, get your tits. Uh, well, it it makes you think at least. 
<laughs> you know, and I want to say for the record, at no no point uh, does the babblement endorse catcalling. Absolutely not. But we also are not but a Gillette thing... advert that assumes that everyone would do it. <laughs> no, and looking at it, I was thinking, I wonder if that's ever worked for him. <laughs> He's rolled up on someone one day and she just went, And they've just right. gone, yeah, all right. <laughs> You know, you get that, and that, that, I mean... What's the hit ratio on this? <laughs> yeah, what's the ratio of success? Because you sort of think, you know, when you used to hear people shout, like, get your tits out for the lads. Like, mm. A, who the fuck are these lads yeah. that are wanting to see? And and B, has anyone ever gone, yes, here they are in all their glory? <laughs> it's like just... I mean, there are many reasons to stop doing that, but that is one of them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Stop. yeah, no, no need. And you never get—I oh, don't know about you—but no one's ever driven past me and gone, "Get your cock out," because no. I probably would. <laughs> I've been standing around the street corners for years, hoping that someone would drive past oh, me and ask him, but just nobody has one me. car. Nobody just one, one of one. you guys to stop. <laughs> uh, and I think that right, that's where we should stop. To be honest. Well, as we're signing off, can I just just add to something that we talked about at the beginning of the show or towards the beginning of the show? Yeah, of course. If you'll allow it. I will. You keep asking my permission like I own the babblement. Well, you act like it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Get your fucking handbags out. Jesus. I was... I've I've been doing some recon um, and... I'm pleased to say not only have I found a another celebrity video messaging site. Oh my god. <laughs> but some of the people who are involved in it are absolutely wonderful. Are you ready? Go on, hit me quick. We have Right Said Fred <gasps> Derek Akora <gasps> Pat Sharp. <gasps> And Chesney Hawks. Oh, it's like a Butlins lineup. <laughs> and then randomly, randomly in the American category, we've got Kurt Angle. What? Oh my God, you're going to die. Are you ready? This Who? is the last one I'm going to do because this has run its course. In fact, I'm going to do two. In fact, I'm going to do three. <laughs> um, we, have, we have Dean Kane, former. Superman, the yeah. shit TV version. Yeah, we have one of your favourite wrestlers, Booker T. Oh shit! <laughs> but the best one is we have the bloke who played Hercules, Kevin <gasps> Sorbo. And right now, I'm telling you, I am going to get in contact with him and <laughs> ask him if he can do a personalised. Please. Oh my god. Listen this to the babble moment. don't know what you're looking at. We are, we are, we are, I'm ending the podcast with this. Go on YouTube, listeners, right now as a parting gift from Babble HQ and search Hercules Disappointed. And remember whilst you're watching it that the gentleman, Kevin Sorbo, who plays Hercules, didn't realise that one of his lines was actually a stage direction to the way that he was supposed to be saying the line. And on that note, goodbye. And on that note, goodbye.